Welcome back, listeners. I'm Robin Black. This is It's All About Healing podcast. In today's episode, I have Chris. He is a podcast host as well, contractor of PPLD in Colorado. And today he actually wanted to speak in regards to the protecting the youth. Chris, how are you? I'm doing great. Glad to have, glad for you to have me here. I appreciate the opportunity. How are you doing? I'm doing well. So what's what's going on with the youth today? Man, I just see it all around and it's just, it's getting devastating day by day. By day. Like I can't, like I just can't stress to people as much as the generation coming up behind us. For you older people out there, generation coming up behind us need our help. And it starts with parenting and it also starts with us being there for them and giving them to understand this is not the right way to live and it's just getting bad. I see it all the time. Like I'm not a news person. I kind of stay away from the news, but it's kind of hard when you have to look on Google, when you look at a newspaper, look anywhere at these places where you can get your daily news and that's what you see. You see teenage violence, teenager dying from this, just a whole bunch of things. And I just, it just, it bothers me. Cause I don't want to sit here and make it seem like all oh, it's all the parents, fault, the parents, the parents, the parents. I don't want to just sit here and rag on parents, but at the same time, where are, the parents are where it starts at. Once the kid develops, learns how to walk and talk and all this stuff, we're with the compass to guide them through the world for those first 18 years. And once they're an adult, like I said, it's on them. So I'm not fully blaming the parents for the actions because the kid is going to do what a kid is going to do. As long as you allow them to do it, they're going to do it, especially if there's no consequence. It's just like when you're actually in, when you're under your parents' roof and they tell you, oh, I want you in by 10. You're going to be in by 10 because you respect your parent and the rules and the regulations. But just say if you were somewhere else and they didn't have no limit on how late you would be out. So you're not going to sit here and question. You're going to literally take those extra hours that you don't have to be in the house. And that's how it starts, you know, not being committed to the first action. All right, I'm going to stand on this. I'm going to say, hey, you can't go out. I don't care what you say. You're not going out after 10 or this, that, and the third. Or just, just punishment as far as taking maybe your console or your, your cell phone and this, that, and the third from you. Just those kind of things can affect the child's life. And, you know, so I, I just have, that is just the biggest issue with me going on today. And it's just, it's, I just struggle every day because I got kids of my own and they're getting to the teenage years, but I don't have the problems with it as that. But I just want people to understand that there's a way to counsel your kids and get your kids on the right track to where they're not out here being foolish, you know? Correct. But however, can you really blame everything on the parent when there's so much pure pressure now as well, especially after COVID and the children, they had to go through a situation or not a situation, a time period where they weren't even around other students. So they, you know what I mean? They have that social anxiety. They have so many different things. So coming back and being around students again, that may affect them as well. 
That's true. That's true. I, I, I also put that into perspective as well. I, I do understand that. And I, I was trying to like uh, speak on the fact of I wasn't like fully trying to blame the parent, but at the same time, we we are the foundation of our kids. You know, it starts with us all the times. And like you said, the peer pressure and all this stuff and coming back from COVID and actually being in the classroom setting again after not being there for a couple, maybe a couple months to a year. So I understand that aspect, but if you teach your kids the foundation and the ways, not how you were raised up, but just somewhat like it and just to understand how the world works, you know, you have peer pressure, of course, but you also have to understand the man, is this respectable to my, my father or my mother? Should I do this? If, if my mom was here or if my father was here, would I be doing this? Like, those are the kind of questions I think they need to ask themselves before they initiate action. And sometimes you don't get that, oh, man, maybe I should think about what I'm doing. You just get into action because you're being rebellious or, like you said, the peer pressure is starting to mount up and you're trying to be cool. You, you want to be accepted. I understand all that. And, you know, the COVID is playing a big part of the distance from the social experiment that supposedly that we're enduring. It's a social experiment because if you, I don't know if you remember when the pandemic, a lot of places were doing the social distancing, the six six feet apart from each other, standing in grocery lines, you have to be six feet apart from each other. And I, I say it as an experiment is because when do you get the full experience of actually having a conversation with someone talking six feet from them? And I just feel like a lot of things were implemented to keep that distances from us as human beings. And even with the children, you know, they already have a hard time breaking ice and trying to meet new friends. If you go into a new high school or anywhere, it's kind of hard to break the ice because you don't know what you're dealing with and you don't know what type of person you're encountering how this person may react to you, say a certain couple, a couple words or whatnot, or you might not have the nicest clothes or this, that, and the third. And I understand all that. But it also starts with the parents, the foundation. It's where it all started from, is the parents. I agree. I definitely agree with the foundation 100%. However, it's like, to a certain extent... It's still, I, I get what you're saying, especially for the parents to be, you know, more involved in their children's lives and actually have active discipline, you know, have the proper discipline. But a parent can't always be around their child either. So what do you suggest there? Because a child can't really, isn't always going to comprehend, oh, I know I'll get in trouble for this. So let me make sure I don't do this. And, you know, children don't typically think like that. They just, they don't really you know, they, they can't really retain it that well enough when they're younger. Yeah, they just do and just act. Yeah, I understand that. And as far as for the parent to, to set that, that foundation and, and if they're not in, if they're not there to witness what the child is doing, and like I said earlier, children are just going to, oh, well, my parent's not here, so I'm going to go ahead and do it. And I understand that. But I know when I was coming up, when I was young, and I'm not trying to compare this society from when I was growing up. I'm just saying, 
these are things that were relatable to the fact of how the foundation starts with the parent. And I remember, because my grandparents was down there in Texas for a little while with them, and they, I just knew that there's certain things and certain rules that they set that it would scare me. Like, like man, if I do this, man, they going to be like at the grocery store waiting on me or they going to be at my homeboy's house standing out there waiting on me. With a, you know what I'm saying? It's just a lot of those things. It's, just, it's not them threatening me or, you know, saying this, that, and the third. It's just, just the knowing what could happen if I get caught up. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes it's it's a little bit more than that. And like I say, I'm not comparing societies, but just a little bit of that, that fear in the child's heart from the like, man, I'm not going to disrespect my mom. I'm not going to disrespect my father. You know, that plays a little part into it, too. When you're trying to be your kid's buddy, and your best friend and stuff like that, it, it's not going to work out. It's, you're going to have more issues than you're prepared for. And I say that because I see that a lot. And this is the household and this is the grooming of when that child goes out the household, they've been groomed to be just like this because the parent is not taking that extra full responsibility and being the parent instead of the friend. And it's just, just certain things that you, we have to hold children accountable for. We can't just sit here and say, it's just the parent's fault. Like I was speaking on. But we also have to hold the parent accountable of the action of the child because at the end of the day, you're responsible for your child up until 18 years old. That's what I believe. I don't know how everybody else views it, but you're responsible for your child up until they're 18 years old, until they're an illegal adult. And then you send them on that merry way to see the world and live their lives. But if you don't prepare them before that 18-year-old, then they're going to be lost as soon as they get out there. They don't understand the main things that you need to survive in the world, in the real world, per se. And certain times, we just they don't get that kind of guidance or that information, so they don't know what they're doing. So, of course, the peer pressure is going to come. Of course, they're going to fall in victim to breaking in cars or smoking drugs and this, that, and the third. Of course, that stuff is going to happen. When you don't have that fear in the back of your mind, like, man, even though I'm 18 years old, man, my grandma would, my mom would, if I mess up, you know? So it, it just, I can't fully get to the point of the responsibility of the child without the parent there. But all I can say on that, that fear in my heart, man, knowing even though my parent wasn't there, it, it kind of kept me in line. And, you know, and I stayed away from doing the crazy stuff that I know I ain't got no business doing. And I'm not saying parents today should put the fear in their kid's heart, but it might work. You know, it, it's just a, you know, just a suggestion as far as that goes from my point of view. But I understand what you're saying. It's definitely the child going to do what the child going to want to do. So. It's it really it's really hard for the parent to take accountability for it, but I feel like the parents just have some kind of responsibility of their child. You know, they didn't learn this from just their friends. They could have learned it from their household too. You know, right? And I and I I definitely get that. But I mean, are we when you think about all the children in general? You know, like I get what you're saying. You want to protect the youth and 
you know, it seems as though they need more discipline and they need to learn more about their culture even, you know, it's kind of go back to the old school ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. However, you know, you, we have, you know, in society today, we have um, parents who are younger now. So it's like, okay. they may not know that, you know, the way that things are turning now, they are probably close to being friends because they're, they're actually children having children now. And then the ones, like you said, were, you know, you, you're raised by your grandparents or you're raised in foster care. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's a very wide range, but I definitely get where you're coming from. Yeah. And it don't help with the news. Every time a child dies, they're just putting it all like, how, like, I just don't agree with the fact that they're just being publicly put out there as soon as a child passes from violence in the street or whatnot, or just an innocent bystander just passing. I feel like the news they put out the police report, even though they, in the beginning, sometimes they don't state the name, but still, you're putting it out there. How do how do we know that our, our parents, the parents don't like? Sometimes certain things that we have in the world affects the children, and that is another part of the problem as well. I wanted to get off of just the, the whole trying to blame the parents for child's actions. You know, you do have a lot of things in the world that keeps the children in this vicious cycle, continuing the same thing over and over for what they see. You know, they're very impressionable. Like once they see it, it's like, man, I wonder how that is. Or this, that, and the third. Right. It's like a child coming out the womb, learning how to walk and talk. They're watching their parents do everything. So they're figuring out, okay, this is this, this is this, you know, watching the parent or watching a relative that comes over and just visits or whatnot. Like children just see everything. So of course, when they get older, they're like, well, I'm older now. So I don't have to worry about my parent being over, standing over me, watching me while I do this. I can do it on my own. I have the freedom to walk out of my house, go hang out with my friends, go to the movies and this, that, and the third. And that's where the problem lies. There's not a, enough restrictions for children just they have they're out here just doing whatever they want as they're adults you even got kids trying to get people to buy liquor for them or you know just just certain things like that you know you don't have no business doing it you don't even ask your mom to buy liquor for you so you're trying to get someone else to do it for you you know there should be more restrictions on that fact and there's certain laws is governing these children from purchasing tobacco person alcohol but at the same time all they have to do is ask somebody and an adult someone's gonna be willing to go ahead and get these kids alcohol or tobacco you know so mm-hmm. i i just think that it should be more laws around the fact of protecting the children from those situations right there like I they get can it. get a gun they can get a gun anywhere nowadays like you know they don't have to go to have to get licensing and, and just that man to, you know, be able to actually own a gun. You know, they don't have to do all that anymore. They can just go to these one of these neighborhoods that are not kept well or not, you know, decent or just just a bad neighborhood or whatever you want to call it. Because I don't call places like that ghettos. I just call it a bad area. That's It's just a bad area. It's not a ghetto because every place has this one area where 
you have a different kind of thinking and way of living, you know, and the cost of living is, has a lot to do with it, but I'm not going to get into that. But just in that regard, like you also have to understand that kids can just get it anywhere. They can get anything they need anywhere. If they want to be rebellious, they know where to go to. Right. You know, so I just think there needs to be more laws set for that, for just that, just to eliminate those those problems. Because going to school is one thing, you know, trying to keep the kid in school is is a problem, but it's not as big as your problem. Your kid getting addicted to drugs, you know, at a young age, or smoking cigarettes at fourteen years old, you know. Right. I'm a prime example. I'm a prime example of that. I started smoking cigarettes when I was fourteen. Mm-hmm. Worst worst decision I could have made, you know. And the thing is, when you're you think you're like you think you're like grown, you think okay. I see adults smoking cigarettes and doing all this and doing what they want to do. So I'm going to do the same thing. And like I was saying earlier, it's the fact of you going somewhere, your parents is not around and you're like, well, I can get away with this. But came back home and they already knew, looked at my fingertips, could smell it on me. Like it's just a whole bunch of things that we think we'll get away with when we're young and it don't happen like that. And we're held accountable. Right. Same as same regard, it should be with the kids today. Like you do have children having children, I understand that too. But that child also had a parent as well, and I'm pretty sure the understanding and the way this person is is from teachings and understanding from their parent. Mm-hmm. I had a, you know, so they're responsible. You know, that's no excuse because I'm young too. I don't know. Yeah, you do know because. The parent before you was the example, was the standard, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot of things that can factor into that, but I get it. I, I think, like I said, sorry, I think good. basically it, it just seems more so like, I feel your issue is probably more with humanity itself. Like, it, like I guess said earlier, if we go back to, the old school way of doing things where every, you know, elder, every adult looked out for our children. If they saw them doing something bad, they wouldn't allow it. They say, you better get down the street or I'm going to tell your mom. You know what I mean? Like, I feel exactly, like exactly. that's kind of where you're, you're going because the way things are now, you know, as if it was Pleasantville, that would be great. But I just don't oh, yeah. see that happening, you know? So, so I, I'm not, you know, I'm, trust me, it's the way it, the world is going right now. I'm just going with emotions, but I, I just see it from a distance and I just, I try to encourage that anything, you know, I don't try to make the situation worse than what it is, you know, and when I see something, I just speak on it because it needs to be talked about. These are these conversations that we need to have. Absolutely. We need to stop. When you, when you stop babying and giving them a way out or giving them an excuse, like help, hold them accountable in some regard, you know, right. even if the law is, even if the law is not going to handle it, the parent, hold your child accountable. Like if they do something and that's not cool and then you turn around and reward them in the regard, like it, it's, it doesn't make any sense when you're trying to like 
humble your child and then you literally reward them at the same time. You're not you're not teaching them anything. You're not learning a lesson in the situation. You'd rather your child go in there and get into an accident because they didn't want to listen to you because you're not implementing it enough. Right. But they get into an accident because they weren't listening to you from the jump. You know, it, it's 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 sad, man, when your child don't believe in you. You know, and that's where you don't want to be at when it comes to being a parent. You don't want to be where the child don't believe in his own parent. You know, where they start believing in other people that, you know, they barely even know. Or just someone I just met or I could have been friends for about six years, but still at the same time, no one knows you better than your parent does. But if my parent ain't paying attention to me, ain't disciplining me, you know, just rewarding me every time, then where's the learning experience here? Where am I doing my job? You know, I, I just, I'm not just here to procreate. I'm here to also teach as well. Correct. Me being a man in the situation, I'm here to teach my child and other children if possible. Absolutely. You know? I agree. I I 100% agree with, with that. And there definitely needs to be a little bit more of that. Even, you know, I feel like when we go into the school system, like I understand that even teachers now, you know, they're afraid to do anything, you know, because they can't touch a kid. Or co of course not. But now they're afraid to discipline a child also because even they may get in trouble, you know, depending on the situation. So it's like the kids are allowed, you know, to a certain extent to even speak to teachers any old kind of way that they want to. When the teacher has to just say, oh, I'm going to call home or I'm going to send you down to the office and then they could possibly be sent right back to class. Yep. There's like no resolve. Like it's either this or that, like, but there's nothing else in between. Like I'm going to have to remove this student from this classroom for good. Change the schedule up. You know, these teachers aren't supposed to be on edge just to teach, you know? Right. That's the parents' job. Like, we, we're supposed to have them in line before we even send them out the door. Yeah, good point. But, you know, they they fall into that category right there where kids go into school and just start misbehaving because there's no consequence when they leave, when they go home. Oh, I'm going to get suspended. Oh, I don't care. My parents don't pay, pay attention to me enough anyway. You know, or they don't care if I get in trouble. They're just going to laugh and ask me and just and reward me in the regard. So, yeah, it's that's a big problem, man, especially teacher just trying to do his job and, you know, trying to educate. And there's some in there that don't want you to do your job. You know, they want to cause chaos and a problem because the home life. Right. A lot of these kids won't tell you what's going on at home, but they'll show it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's definitely it's, it's definitely an issue in society today, man. You know, our children just needs to just need to understand, man. Like, there's levels to this, man. You got to grow up. There's levels. You know, I it took me, you know, a couple turns, man, for me to get to where I'm at. For 36 years old right now, you know. So I didn't just wake up and then two months later I was 36. You know, I, it was levels. Right. I had to learn a thing or two. You know, I had take some bumps and bruises, you know, take some losses. I had to do all that to get where I am today, you know? I get it. I understand. And what what adversities did you have to overcome, if you can just name a few? 
I had, uh, you know, the peer pressure, of course, with, you know, drinking alcohol and, you know, being on the corner selling, doing prison time, you know, stuff like that. You know, it's it just the simple boy stuff they say that, you know, boys do get in trouble and this, that, and the third. So, you know, I had a couple of those. Mm-hmm. And the peer pressure was real, you know, and I just fell victim to it. I played basketball. And after that, I got a taste of what the street life was about. And I never really liked the basketball, you know? Wow. So what, how old were you when you were going through that, through that phase? I started when, when I started smoking my cigarettes, 14 to 18 was my biggest issues in life. Mm-hmm. But I sat down a while because I kept getting in trouble later on in my adult life. So from 18 to 27, 28, I was in a system somewhere. I was either in uh, the county jail, prison, state jail. Like it was not one time in a year or a full year that I was actually physically out, you know, being with my family. I was either behind the wall or I was on the way of going there, you know, so. Right. Okay. Now I see what yeah. you're saying. So you're, you basically want to set an example because you don't want people to have to go through what you went through or, or youth anyways. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. That's why, that's why, that's why I'm was like speaking on that. Like mm-hmm. the youth, <laughs> I was destroyed when I was young. Like I, I could have did a lot more things than I accomplished in my life so far. Yeah. But the environment just, you know, just the understanding of the household, it was tough, you know. I get it. I understand. But I thank you. Did you have anything else to add, Chris? Oh no, 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 no. I just uh I just appreciate you giving me the opportunity to express my views. You know, protecting the youth is a big thing. You know, we got a lot more things going on in the world, but that's a big problem. And just just wanted to express that and speak on it a little bit and, you know, collab with you in conversation. It's a good thing. Absolutely. And I greatly, greatly appreciate it because that's that's what it's about for me. You know, it's about healing humanity one topic at a time. And it's if we can all get together with love and just try to actually set a great example for the youth that that's where that's where it's all at that's what we all need to do together and i wish there were more people who thought like you as well appreciate it appreciate it thank you thank you for the time and thank you for the invite i really do appreciate it you're very welcome more collabs definitely absolutely thank you so much chris yeah no problem all right. I really appreciate it. All right. Uh, bye. This is It's Robin. It's all about, or sorry, this is Robin. It's all about healing podcasts. Make sure you stay blessed and definitely, definitely call in if you have any other issues or topics that you want to speak about as well. 463-269-5142.